what does 900 mean? Like, I, I know that for some guys, numbers are just numbers, but is 900, does that mean something to you? Is that is that a, a round number that you look at and you say, yeah, that uh, that's a meaningful number? Yeah, no, yeah, it means a lot to me. Uh, I, uh, you know, came into the league uh, and uh, with a lot of hopes and uh, and dreams, and but I, I don't know if I ever dreamt of playing so many games in the NHL and having a long career. So, uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. We were. I was. I was listening to you walk down the hall with with Sean, and and he he used the term like a fine wine. And <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, so you could end up putting up career point numbers this year. You've already put up career assist totals this year. You're about to play your 900th game, and and I know you've talked about maybe you are playing the best hockey of your career. So not a lot of guys about to hit 900 are are playing their best hockey of their career. Why why do you think that is? Why do you think perhaps you're peaking even later than than most guys do? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I uh well this coming into this year I wanted to play better than I did last year in the regular season and uh uh with all the changes uh that happened this summer I knew I had to step up my game and take on a bigger role uh and uh and yeah, uh you know, uh the way I played last year wasn't the way I wanted to play, and in the regular season I felt I played a lot better in the playoffs, and I wanted to keep doing that. So uh, having that mindset in the summer, and also um, just reflecting a little bit in the summer, sitting back and being like, you know, there's potential. You never know these lockouts yeah. <laughs> in four years. But is that gonna be a, maybe it for me? It's like only four years away. It flies by. Um, you never know, and uh, I kind of found a new appreciation for the game too this summer, uh, and I uh, wanted to just go out and enjoy myself even more on the ice this year. Did uh, with with all the change that happened this summer, did you did you feel even more like ownership of I don't, I don't want to say ownership of the team, but kind of ownership of your role inside that room? So many longtime voices no longer here, and yet here you are, and now you're the longest tenured player on the team. Like, did did you take any more ownership of of what your role is with so much turnover and and what you could mean to to that room? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I felt, uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to, and I had to take more responsibilities and. Uh, and to be an even louder voice in there and uh, to grab onto right away uh, a lot of new faces coming in and and like you said a lot of big voices leaving and players have been there for a long time starting with Gio two yeah. years ago and uh, Chucky, Monty, Johnny this summer uh, it's a big change up for sure uh, over two summers and players I played with for a long time so no I felt responsibility and I wanted to grab that and I also felt um same time, I know it's you know, Johnny chose to leave, and Chucky said he was gonna leave, and but at the same time, I felt it's still pretty cool that all these players that have been in and out, I'm still here, and yeah, felt uh, I looked at that as a kind of a exciting thing too, going into the season. Well, and now, I mean, and you already this year earlier, you moved into third all time in games played, so you were already with Mark Giordano and and Jerome Ginla, but now to hit that milestone and and be one of the three Flames players to ever hit 900 games with with Gio and and Jerome, two guys that that you that that were here when you came in. What is what does that mean to you to to be able to be put in that conversation with those two? Yeah, no, it feels. Crazy, but also 
great. Uh, two awesome players, um, great guys, uh, great teammates, and both. Uh, I mean, Gio's still active playing, but they both had great careers, um, accomplished a lot, and uh, meant a lot for the city. So, yeah, I know I feel very uh, proud and honored to be in the same category as those two guys. It's. Uh, um, yeah, it hasn't been an easy role, but yeah, I'm still here, and it's uh, that's pretty cool that I'm that I am. Well, when you talk about that, Michael Backlund's with us. He plays his 900th NHL game, 900th game with the Flames on Saturday against San Jose. Go back to the right to the start, and and you're you're drafted in 07. You stay in Sweden for a little bit, and then what? It was spring of 2009 when you came over. You came over to join the Rockets, but you played that one game in the NHL before you went to Kelowna. Like how, how long ago does that feel now? Yeah, it does feel long ago. It did really feel long ago when I talked to Husk, asking how old he was when he was coaching <laughs> me in Kelowna. And he said he was like around 28. I'm like, really? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know it's pretty crazy. Uh, and also seeing like Jimmy Ben hitting a 1,000 games makes you feel like, wow. It's been a it's been a while and uh but yeah that's yeah a great time in Kelowna. Um definitely helped me get to where I am today. Um I'm really excited I went there and but yeah, no, it definitely feels like a long time ago. What what do you remember about that first game? Because you had you had never played North American pro hockey and then your first pro hockey game on this side of the ocean is in the NHL with the Calgary Flames. Like what do you what do you remember about that night? I was just really nervous, really excited. Uh, hit the post for a shift, uh, right off the face-off. Uh, and then, yeah, I just remember, I didn't. F I felt like, you know, you know, I could uh, uh, one day play play here. I felt like uh, I was good enough uh, to play in NHL. And uh, I know it was just one game, but I didn't feel like um, I was out of, what do you say? Uh, out like, of place. Yeah, out yeah. of place, yeah, like um so yeah I, but i really enjoyed enjoyed playing that game i thought it was awesome i thought it was great that i got to stay for another four days or so uh they had the skills competition here in calgary and uh got to be part of that i thought it was really cool as well so yeah uh, i had a great five or six day experience here and definitely helped me get a little money too during my time in Kelowna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> get some nhl money before going there that's I, I never even thought about that. Yeah, that was get, great. That, 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 all of a sudden, it lasted the whole time there, which was great. That bank account for five or six days. Like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is being a pro hockey player. Yeah, not bad. That was great. It was about a year later you scored your NHL first NHL goal. It was yeah. uh, Arizona, right? Yeah. What uh, What do you remember about that? And it was it was a pretty one too. It's not like you it went off your backside or anything like yeah. that. It was it was one that you can actually show your kids and be like, oh no, this is this really was my first <laughs> NHL goal. Yeah, I mean, Gio stole the show a little bit with his goal that game when he dangled That's the right. whole team That's and, right. and uh, put a five hole on uh, Briscala. But <clears throat> yeah, no, I remember just coming off the bench, uh, seeing Borky having some time in the old zone and uh, just calling for the puck, and he dropped it to me, and then I. Uh, just trying to kind of shoot a towards the net, and I think went off the defenseman's leg yeah. and went uh, blocker side, and yeah, just really, really excited to see it go in. Do you remember? I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Do you, so you remember the Selly? Like it was, it was, it was NHL level Selly too. Yeah, I, I think I was so shocked too and surprised and happy and yeah, and I think it might have been a tie, a tie the game or you tied the game. Yeah, yeah, so it was a big goal too. Yeah, I was was not as emotional as I. Usually I'm when I score, uh, but uh, I think it was just it was just surreal. Just yeah, a lot of emotions and 
Yeah, and uh, no, it was uh, it was a fun moment for sure. It's funny you you talked about it being a tough road because early on there were some injuries and it maybe took a little while for it to click with you. When you look back at at all of the kind of bumps and hurdles that you had early on in your early 20s in the NHL, and now you think to where you are and and the the player and the person that Michael is now, do you think you'd be here without having to go through those difficulties earlier? No, I think it's part of the process. Uh, No one's career goes just straight up. Um, I think everyone's career is, you know, it's like a hike the mountain. you got to go... Up and then a little bit sideways, a little bit down, downwards, and then climb up again. So I think um, that's just life in general. Um, I don't think anyone in the world has had uh, every day of their life has been easy and happy and just, you know, uh, I think we all go through something. And, uh, yeah, and it definitely has shaped me as a person and uh, player I am today for sure. Do you remember, I, I was thinking about this driving in today, knowing that we were going to chat, and, and do you remember, because Jay Feaster used the term whistling by the graveyard, and he told it to us. He said, I, I went to Michael, and I said, oh, your play, like you're whistling by the graveyard, and we almost sent you back to the American League. Do you do you remember that, that moment early in your career? Well, I remember getting a phone call. Um, from, I was, yeah, actually, I don't remember if it was my agent or um, – Jay Feaster calling me that summer after my second year, and and which ended up in the between the, the, my second year and the locker year. Yeah. Uh, but I remember him saying, "Well, you know, this is this is like do or die here. Uh, I got a one-year deal. Um, just call for qualifying offer. Um, and it's like either you stay or you're done in the NHL, pretty much. So, and yeah, I remember. I think it was uh, yeah the year before." Um, Around Christmas time, uh, I did get sent down for one game, and then the team here struggled. They called me right up, and I scored that one first game back, which was nice. So I got to stay, yeah. and um, so yeah, uh, I do remember those uh, having those conversations, and even with Brent Sutter uh, just before I was sent down there, uh, my second year, you know, uh, there were some hard conversations um, that I wasn't playing where the way I wanted because my rookie year was pretty good. Um, uh, wasn't like an unbelievable rookie season, but I thought it was pretty solid for uh, rookie season. And the year after, just couldn't build on it. And so, yeah, there were some tough conversations with both Brent and uh, eventually later on Jay Feaster too. Do you uh, was there ever a time where you thought to yourself, you know, maybe maybe this league isn't it? Like maybe maybe it's not going to work out. Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, no, yeah, it did. Especially my second year there, I really had some doubts. Uh, being injured twice, um, and. Uh, yeah, just trying to figure out my, you know, my spot on the team too. Uh, you know, we didn't have many young guys at the time, and um, so yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Henry Carlson had a lot of fun together. Uh, the yeah. Swedish backup goalie, he's yeah, hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just being on the NHL locker room was kind of trying to figure out that too early on in my career and um, the balance of that too. And um, so yeah, I definitely had some thoughts early on and. Um, I remember too, even um, after me and Frida talked about, yeah, maybe we'll f- we'll go to Switzerland in a few years. So that was like after 14, 15 or 15, 16 around there. Even then, it's like, yeah, we'll see how long I play here. Maybe go to Switzerland and play a few years. And yeah, no, and then uh, the years went on and uh, play better and better. And 
you know, there was since then, uh, there's been no yeah. discussion. I just wanted to play over here. Did did anything click? Like, was there a moment or a time where you're like, okay, you know what? I I know that this is a league that I can thrive in. Was there ever a? Because I remember. You went back for the lockout in in 2012. You went back to Sweden, and and you really had success in your hometown. And it seemed like from the outside, when you came back, it was maybe a little bit more confident Michael Backlund, and that was maybe where the uphill climb started. But what about for you? Was there a time when it really clicked for you? Well, I think, like you said, it started that that year, the lockout, for sure. you know, Kopta was playing in my hometown, uh, Landis Gog, there's some other good players, and I got to play against them um, as a top-line player, and I played really well, like you said. So I, I just brought that with me, going coming over here, and I had a pretty good start that short season. And um, So, yeah, I, uh, that was the start of it. Um, but even next year, I uh, had a slow start to the season. Bob, yeah. Bob Harley was kind of hard on me, and in his way, trying to help me out, and uh, it worked out later, but... Yeah, it was a tough start of that season. It was scratch for one game against Toronto here at home. And, uh, but I remember, uh, I think it was going into New York early December that year. Um, I scored my first goal in New York against Hendrick, um, which was a big moment for me. And I yeah, think I bet. Around that time, I've uh, I hadn't allowed a even strength goal. Or I hadn't been on the ice for any strength goal for like 10 or 11 games or something like that. And I started to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm really – starting to be a solid two-way player here and I really want to grow my game and for that second half I got to play with Cammy a lot and we had some success together I mean we were out of the playoffs early um which put some pressure off when you're young um you can just go out and play um which for me at the time was good um so um so I think around yeah right after lockout and the next year was kind of when I f- felt like I was really slated from my game in the NHL and I think yeah I remember scoring that goal in New York was a big moment and yeah. Around that, like I say, around that time, I was yep. really starting to play really well, even in strength. Just a few more with Michael Backlund, who plays his 900th game with the Flames and in the NHL Saturday against San Jose. Um, so you 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 talk about you talk about the you, you said like, hey, maybe maybe this two way game is is where I really excel. Was that always something that that? was front of mind for you? Was that always what you thought you were as a guy, as a player? Or did that evolve? Or, like, holy, like, I, I'm going up against the best players on the other side every night, and, and more often than not, I'm, I'm shutting them down and, and winning that battle. How did that evolve for you? Yeah, no, and when I was young, I was all offense. Um, yeah, my whole young career, uh, up until I came here over here, started to play pro over here, I... Uh, Daryl and Brent sent me down. Told me I got to learn to play defense if I want to play in the NHL. So there was there was no option. So <laughs> I kind of kind of had to do that. And in my first season in NHL, you know, it was all four flying PK duties, and <clears throat> um, which was good learning uh, learning curve for me as well. And uh, good year for me to learn to play in NHL. I play a lot of games, seventy two games I think I play or something like that. And um, but yeah, same. I go back to that. Uh, 13, 14 seasons uh, when I really around that time, like I said, early December and on for the rest of that year, I got to play against the best players. Yep. Bob started to trust me more and more and started playing me more against the top players. And he told me I can be that player. And that's where I really, really, I feel like my two-way game kind of took off. Is that something that you look back on now and 
really take a ton of pride in. Maybe it wouldn't have been as a 18-year-old guy, but now here you are. You're like, yeah, that's that's something that I really can be proud of. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and I do feel appreciated, and uh, I think that's a role that a lot of people appreciate, uh, especially within the, the locker room. And yeah, a lot of uh, I know the coaches put really um, really appreciate players that values the two-way game, and so. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I've enjoyed my time in this league, and uh, I've enjoyed the way the player I've become. What, uh, what's Michael Backlund, the leader, like now inside the room? And now you're the longest tenured player on the team. You're one of the the few guys who was born in the '80s in that room. <laughs> like, it, it's I, what, what, what is, what is Michael's leadership style at, at this stage of your career? Uh, oh, I'm. Uh, I like to make decisions off the ice. Well, you know, uh, a lot of stuff we do. Uh, like dinner and stuff like that? No, I just, yeah, well, if like this Anaheim trip that we just had, I was like, yeah, we should stay over in Anaheim. Okay. Uh, like, we, should, we shouldn't we should go home and get home at 3.30. So that was, that was your call, hey? Yeah, it's just like uh, those kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of communication with Sean O'Brien, our service guy, um, talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm an organized person too. and uh, But also, yeah, no, I more and more of the years become more and more vocal in the room and um i you know uh if there's something to be said i say it and uh it's not like i just say things for to saying things but uh, i know uh on the guys that there's things that has to be said i say it and uh and in a good way uh, you know try to push guys uh, in the right way You've got a guy, just for instance, like Jacob uh, Pelche inside the room right now who's kind of going through some of the things you went through early on, learning to be an NHLer. Is that something that you go out of your way to talk to him about? Does he come to you? What What is uh, what is that like as a leader? Yeah, no, I try and talk to young players as well. Uh, even had a good talk with Dewar uh, this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I try and go out of my way and talk to those guys as well and help them out and um, – you know, give him a little feedback or discuss things with him, whatever it can be. Final thought. The community and and the work that you've done, nonprofit and charity in this city. I mean, I, I was looking today and what you're touching now, what you've touched in the past, different things you've been ambassadors for. Why has that always been such, even even what Frida does in, in the community as well, why for you and, and your family has that always been such an important thing? Uh, I think just uh, personality. Uh, I, yeah, from a young age, uh, you know, started to, um, uh, not lost a word, but... Uh, Sponsor. I started yep. sponsoring a kid in Africa. Help him out. Uh, we a monthly, we a monthly donor sponsor. Um, and yeah, I just always wanted to help people, uh, the less fortunate, and and um, free us the same way. And you know, when we met, there was a, a quick chat, and there was no like, uh, both of us were just like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna start this new program with the with the LS Society of Berta and. It's been a great program, and uh, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, Frida's been. Uh, it's been. I mean, it's hard for her, um, with all the anything going on with, you know, being around the LS and all that. But she's been such a strong woman, going uh, supporting everyone and um, trying to do what she can do to to help raise money and awareness of the costs. And so yeah, 
she's a amazing person and um from day one here she's been wanting to help other people as well so um yeah it's just uh, kind of the i think personalities of yeah. the way that we are Congratulations, Michael. That's awesome. 900 games on Saturday. Third uh, third person in Flames history to ever hit that milestone. It's uh, it's pretty neat to see it, and uh, it's pretty cool to have been along for uh, for the ride almost the entire time. Congratulations, man. You deserve it. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it.